Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I am Shauna Sumawang. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm excited to have Alan Love from Cisco Systems join us. Alan, I would love for you to introduce yourself, your role, and your organization to our audience. Yeah, thanks. It's great to be here. Uh, appreciate the invitation. My name is Alan Love. I'm a go-to-market digital platforms leader at Cisco. What that means is that I lead a team of professionals that develop the strategy through execution for all of the digital platforms that support our global sales organization. I've kind of operated off of a pretty simple principle from the beginning of my career, which was in sales, carrying a bag, so to speak, that nothing good happens until somebody sells something. And so we want to help our sellers make great things happen for our customers and beyond. I love that. Now, in your opinion, what are essential elements of a go-to-market tech stack? Um, what types of tools do you think go-to-market teams need to drive results? Yeah, I, I I use a couple of lenses. I'll clear one first because it may be the most obvious, and then I'll give the one that we actually use. Uh, the first lens is obviously a process lens. You can think about sort of uh, the ability to generate and nurture demand. So think about that as the sort of the typical marketing, digital marketing stack that really stretches end to end across the, uh, the process lifecycle. Uh, it's more than demand generation. It's nurturing our relationship with our customer up to the point of sale and beyond as we onboard and help customers adopt technology and even renew and expand the relationship out into the future. Uh, from a sales-specific perspective, there is plan, land, and expand. And so we need tools that support all of those processes. And then finally, um, the ability to manage and reward performance is sort of the another sort of foundational process that runs from beginning to end. Uh, so there's clearly the process lens that you can use to define the essential elements of the, the go-to-market tech stack. But for me, and for the team that I lead, the way we're thinking about it is more uh, through a capability lens and really three buckets of capability, if you will. Uh, enablement, engagement, and, an ex and execution. So enablement really for us is about ensuring that salespeople have what they need, when and where they need it. So think about access to experts, access to assets, access to training, uh, access to uh, expertise. You know, so what, whatever they would need access to, when and where they need it, uh, that's really the, the goal of, en of enablement and, and the tools that support that, that capability. The second category is engagement, uh, which is maybe even an overlooked aspect of the quote-unquote go-to-market tech stack. Because if you think about where sellers spend the majority of their time, it's in an email tool in their calendar or in some sort of chat tool that you might have available. Uh, obviously, there are very various uh, tools that, that support those kinds of of capabilities, but that's where they spend the majority of their time, collaborating internally and externally. So that's what we mean by engagement, making sure they have the right tools to collaborate internally with colleagues and externally with partners and customers. And because they spend so much time there, we want to make sure that we're contemplating those tools as part of our overall stack because we want to capture data there. We want to present uh, capabilities there because uh, we want the motion to be as normal as possible. 
uh, and as natural and native as possible for uh, the sales professional. So engagement. And then the last piece is execution. And that's really what we do uh, to accelerate impact in the market by automating and uh, improving core sales processes. So think about that as the ability to manage a deal, the ability to manage an account across the end-to-end life cycle, the ability to manage performance. And so when we think about our tech stack, we're really making sure that we have touched all the bases in that capability framework to ensure that we're really supporting our sellers in the most effective and, and uh, effective way possible. I really like that. It's like three E's, enablement, engagement, and execution. <laughs> I think that's a really good way to think about it. Yeah. Now, for professionals that are in the early stages, maybe, of evaluating a tool in one of these three categories, what are some good resources that you would recommend um, people look at to learn more about um, sales and go-to-market technology landscape? Yeah, well, there's, there's, you know, it's such a prolific <laughs> space right now. I mean, the names change uh, or, or, you know, kind of just multiplying exponentially, and so it's a tough uh, space to keep up with. So I'll give, you know, maybe some of the things that, that, that I do personally and have, have cultivated over the course of my career uh, is to identify a couple of trusted peers well, that work for companies that are in similar industries, obviously no competitive uh, constraints, et cetera, but, but, but the size and scope and scale of the companies uh, that they work in, as well as the roles that they have, very similar to mine at Cisco and uh, and so that expands my line of sight. What are you? Where are you experimenting? What are you doing? Uh, where are you seeing value? Uh, what 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 tools are you encountering that uh, that are making an impact in uh, you know in terms of real results in your organization? And so that that is really a critical part of my evaluation process. And so uh, if I'm looking at anything new, uh, I want to first check. Uh, my sort of near peer network to see if there's some direct uh, experience that that uh, that they've had with the tools to uh, because as I said that's that's all about expanding my line of sight and expanding my experience because I trust these people so significantly and uh, so that's that's an important one and I think I you know we we share this same sort of cross pollinization and it's it's a great uh, sort of peer network that uh, that that I rely on. In a related way, you know, I think um, one of the things that I've learned in in evaluating technology uh, solutions is obviously we we're, we're constantly asking about customer examples. You know, share your customer examples, give me your case study stories, et cetera, that that are um, you know relevant to to, to the to the use cases that we're presenting to the various vendors. But one of the things that I've, uh, you know, found important is, is really holding the vendor accountable to, to make sure that the, the story they're telling me is a similar scope and scale uh, as to our, uh, as it would be to our anticipated solution. So, for example, there's a number of tools that are, that are, uh, that are in place in various po pockets of Cisco, and a vendor can rightly say Cisco is an existing customer. However, a tool in play for a very specific use case inside a single business unit is one thing uh, compared to a tool that is being used across the enterprise. And so I want to make sure that, that the story they're telling me 
is uh, a story about a customer of similar, similar size and scale as Cisco, but I also want to make sure that the way they're using the tool is of similar in size, scope, and scale as we are anticipating using that tool uh, within Cisco. So ask other customers of our scale and uh, other customers that are using it in the same way that we're anticipating, whether it's single business unit or across the enterprise. And then for me, the big conferences, the big vendor conferences are, are really just an opportunity, especially those that have strong ecosystems, I would say. Uh, that's, that's a great opportunity to interact directly with this rapidly expanding uh, solution landscape. Excellent. I think that those are three really great areas to focus on when evaluating a tool and great resources. Now, as, as far as criteria building goes out when you're assessing potential solutions, um, what are some of the key criteria that practitioners should consider to find the right fit for their organization? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we, we want to make sure that we're balancing stability with innovation in this space, right? There has been a safety first sort of perspective historically as, as it relates to sort of selecting uh, technology vendors, but in a space that's evolving so rapidly like uh, the go-to-market space and the customer engagement space, which is maybe the way I would expand it a little bit to say, uh, you know, we have, to, we have to balance a safe decision versus innovation and experimentation. And so, you know, I want to look at the, the outcomes we're trying to, to deliver and, and are these consistent with what the purpose-built intent of that tool is. I want to make sure I'm very familiar with their roadmap. And, uh, and, and if, you know, speaking from the context of a, of a large enterprise like Cisco, do we have the opportunity to help influence and shape that roadmap? Because many times we have a relatively complex set of use cases that we're trying to support with the tool. So the roadmap uh, becomes uh, very important. So transparency, uh, really, as, as I evaluate the tools uh, and, the, and, the, and the vendors and their culture, they're being transparent with us about uh, success, challenge, roadmap, et cetera. That, that becomes a big part of building the trust that we can be in a partnership together because that's what it is ultimately, right? We, we're... we're we have needs, they have some capabilities, uh, and we want to uh, work together to make sure that we are, you know, that their capabilities are, are, are achieving uh, the, the outcomes that, that we need to achieve with our business. Now, I want to dive um, into the weeds a little bit because the procurement process for any new tech solution can be rigorous um, at any organization, and I'm sure Cisco's no different, um, especially with the, the number of stakeholders that are involved in, in, in the buying decision today. So I'd love your advice on some steps professionals can take to really build a solid business case and secure stakeholder buy-in for the new solutions that they're looking into. Yeah, no, that's what, what is it, you know, six, seven, eight people on average, which means that there are many times a lot more people involved. I know at Cisco, there's a lot of people involved in any, any decision that we make. And so it's a complex process. But for, for me, because as a platform team, our goal, we're not, we're not in the business of, of building solutions and selling them to the business. We're in the, we're in the business of helping our sales team sell bigger, faster, and smarter. And so we want to, we want to go find the tools they need. And so, so my first collaboration point is with the leader who, or group of leaders who are experiencing the highest degree of pain, because that's, they're going to help me 
you know, navigate uh, the process of building the uh, affirmative coalition that we need to make a decision and and to avoid just getting stuck in status quo because that that's what can easily happen. The decision's too hard to make, too hard to get alignment. Uh, we'll just stick with with status quo, and and uh, that's that's a path to that's a path to disaster. We've got to, We've got to be innovating, experimenting, driving change in the business. So I want to collaborate with the leaders who are experiencing the highest degree of pain, and and then work with them from day one on holding ourselves accountable to have a business case, because it's easy to it's easy to say, oh, we've we've got to do this. This is a tool that that we need, or this is a change we have to make, you know, and it's just like self-evident around the world that this is a, this is required. But, you know, the minute something shinier comes along or we hit some sort of, you know, market correction, like we're uh, experiencing uh, these days around the globe, you know, it's easy to change our uh, resolve and uh, lose our resolve and change our priorities. And so we've got to have a business case, business outcomes, that can be measured, that are baselined, and we're reporting on them, whether the news is good or bad, because we want to show uh, that we're committed to tuning our solutions to deliver the outcome. So I think I think just not overlooking the business case. And then really the last perspective that, that comes to mind is, is just, I think when you're trying to build alignment, uh, working incrementally is so important. You know, like, if I try to take essentially a fully baked decision out and get buy-in, then there doesn't f- seem to be a lot of room for people to influence. But if I'll take sort of step one of the decision and sort of coalesce a group around that and then take step two to that same group and coalesce, sort of build incrementally until the point that we get to the place where we're, we've got a fully baked approach or solution or plan and we have built alignment over time uh, one step at a time, That's uh, that seems to be a way to help navigate this complex environment. I think those are, those are some great insights. Um, now, obviously, once a tool is selected, uh, adoption then becomes, I think, kind of the next big hurdle that larger organizations uh, need to be able to make it across. And, and given the size and scale of Cisco Systems, what are some of the ways in which you have driven adoption of digital tools across all of the different go-to-market teams? Well, I'd love to get uh, the right answer to this question. So if you could ask some other people, that would be <laughs> awesome. But because um, this is a challenge, uh, you know, especially in, uh, you know, I would even say this, I would say adoption is not the challenge. I can put requirements in place that, that create adoption. It's really willing adoption, uh, delighted adoption, use, you know, really use, using the tool as it was intended to be used. That's more of what we're, what we're trying to achieve. And uh, so to do that, one of the things that we're, we're working with uh, lately is because this is a constant challenge and we're constantly evaluating our progress and, and what we're, what, what's working well, what's not working well. But one of the things that seems to work well is if we think in terms of the sort of the, the basic selling unit. I think a lot of times over my career, you know, started out with, you know, a lot of the sales tools were top down driven. How do we get leadership, the data and information that they need to be able to make decisions and and uh, guide the business with visibility and and there's oh that doesn't that doesn't work if the if we don't get adoption so we need to think for the end user and we started thinking about that how do we how do we help make that end user successful but the reality is i think the unit of the 
the first line manager to front line seller, that group, you know, that, that unit is the unit that we need to be thinking for because, um, you know, they work together. And so what I'm expecting of the seller needs to be consistent with what I'm expecting of his or her manager. And uh, what I'm equipping the manager to do needs to be consistent with what the sellers in their organization are being expected to do. So, so really that, that basic unit seems to be a critical part of the change management strategy. How do we help that team work together effectively? The other thing that I would say that's more of a challenge for me now in this role, which is technically part of our sales strategy and operations group at Cisco, uh, previously uh, spent the majority of my career in consulting, uh, driving sales transformation, technology-enabled sales transformation. But I would always say to my clients, sales ops is not sales. You know, I want to talk to people in the field who carry quotas, who meet with customers, who have to create uh, decision points with customers, who have to compete uh, in, in the marketplace. I want to start with that field individual at the very beginning of my process with as few sort of uh, translation points as possible so that I'm really building a design and a solution that that has that field user uh, fingerprint all over it. So so I think for, for me, those are a couple of key ideas. Think for that smallest unit of the sales organization and then really, you know, don't get caught in the trap sort of, of sales ops breathe, breathing its own oxygen and as a consequence, building a tool that makes sense to us, but but just is lost in translation when it gets to the field. I think that's really great advice around adoption. Now, Alan, in, in closing, uh, this is my last question for you, but with so many solutions available today, one area that can become a challenge for organization is the, just the proliferation of tools. And I think you, yeah. you talked about that a little bit earlier on the yeah. podcast. Now, as the leader of digital platforms for Cisco Systems, how do you and your teams kind of help reduce some of that complexity? You know, this is this is a live challenge that we have here at Cisco. It's a, it's a, it's an environment of innovation. And uh, so there's been really the development of a lot of great tools to, to solve relatively, you know, single-threaded type problems. You know, all of them may be fit for purpose and, and do exactly what they were intended to do, but over time, it's resulted in a lot of places that a seller has to go to do their job or a sales manager has to go to do uh, their job on any given day. And so we're actually in the process of simplification, and I think – a couple of couple of things that we're doing. I mean, one is just to, how do I take weight out of the system? So, is there are there redundant systems that I can shut down? Are there are there unnecessary is there unnecessary weight even in in within the tool itself? You know, as you manage a lead or an opportunity or an account in your CRM system, is there is there a way to take weight out of that object and make it you know easier, simpler to navigate, et cetera, et cetera. So sort of the, the simplification by removing weight from the system, I call that making the ball and chain lighter. It's still a ball and chain, but it's easier to drag around when it's a little bit lighter. But we don't want to think just in terms of ball and chain. We want to think in terms of how do I, how do I put a jet pack on the back of the, of the sales organization uh, and, and so that they're accelerating their impact. And for us, what we're doing now is what, you know, I'm sure many others have already done is is really go is starting with the experience and saying, 
you know, let's let's stop thinking about what problem could we solve with technology, and let's think about the day in the life experience of you know an uh, an account driven sales rep. Let's think about the day in the life of that team that I was talking about earlier, the 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 first line manager to front line seller. What are their interactions? What are they doing when they get up first? You know, they start their day. How does their day progress? Where do they need information? Where do they have uh, pain points where they get held up uh, trying to track down information or a person or some insight that they need and just really build an experience vision, a North Star that is experience-based, and then shaping our roadmap uh, against that experience and, and, and uh, decluttering where possible and streamlining and tuning to to that experience. So I think those are a couple of of uh, key, you know, kind of components of the of the simplification process. It's a mandate uh, from the executive level of our business uh, to to simplify because complexity is just a natural uh, evolution uh, over time, right? We're going to evolve to complexity, so we have to fight for simplification. I love that, and I love that you guys put the experience um, at, at the core of everything that you guys do. Thank you so much, Alan, for, yeah. for joining us today. I really appreciated your insight. Great. Thank you very much. To our audience, thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you'd like to learn more about, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.